Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Elite City Podcast. And this is a special one. Uh, this episode will be all for the ladies. So we have a panel tonight, and uh, first and foremost, we have Biddy is back. So everybody, welcome Biddy. Yay! Yay. Uh, we also have <laughs> we also have uh, fellow Pittsburgher Janine. Um, this is the first time I'm meeting you too. So nice to meet you finally. You too. Um, and from the great white north again, not Rick, it's Gina. Hi, Gina. Hello. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Uh, so the floor is yours. Ladies, any topic you want to, uh, start with? Well, from the sounds of it, AEW will be getting Mercedes. Um, Yes. mm -hmm. Yes. So that's major. That and the, uh, Deanna. Joining up, like they've really seemed to kick kick the eight the women's division up a bit. It only took them like five years. Yeah, but will they have more than one women's segment to show? Probably not. Well, well, what I'm thinking is that, I mean, it depends because Mercedes is a really big deal. She's a huge draw. She's absolutely. She's a really huge draw, and I feel like. I don't know. This is my opinion. I I can be wrong, but I do think that the network, unfortunately, does have a say. Um, And I don't really think they're too keen on women's wrestling, unfortunately, because if you look at ROH, I mean, they have at least three matches every week. But you bring in someone like Mercedes, who is unquestionably the biggest female signing in AEW ever. I feel like if the network starts to see that, hey, you know, she's bringing in viewers, she's She's a huge draw, and we want more of her. We want more women's wrestling. We want more segments. I feel that she can be that person to kind of get that going. But, I mean, I can be wrong. I just feel she's a big enough of a deal um, to start this kind of, like, women's revolution in AEW, so to, so to speak. I mean, I think that's very fair. I, I just, for some reason, this made me think of... When Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa had their matches that, you know, their big, you know, where that iconic picture of Britt came from when she got her face broken again and stuff, just it seemed like the women's division had so much momentum then and they just completely pooped the bed with that. Mm -hmm. I'm just Mm -hmm. afraid they might drop the ball again. I'm hoping not. And they seem to have been on a better track track lately i think a lot of that has to do with tony storm being like so amazing that she's kind of almost like kicked the door in a bit and be like you will pay attention to us right she's very assertive very in your face yeah (laughs) he is and i and i also think that i mean in my opinion Britt is the ace of the women's division i mean you love her you hate her she was the first woman that they signed and in 2000 20 was that when she got injured twice the broken nose and uh, she had a a leg injury as well i mean she could have just stayed home and recovered from her injuries but she went to work she cut amazing promos she showed that you know like i i'm really good on the mic i mean she improved so much um but i feel like the women's division was mainly centered around her for the longest time and 
I mean, don't get me wrong. Britt Baker is excellent on the mic. At the time, there weren't, weren't really other women that kind of, that were as strong as her in that regard. But now I feel like other women are stepping up. I mean, you look at Tony Storm. I mean, a year ago, <laughs> you know, she wasn't that interesting. I like Tony as a wrestler. I always have. Don't get me wrong. But she has become so good, like such an amazing character, in my opinion, the best female character in professional wrestling right now. But that took a lot of time. I mean, it took a lot of time for other women to, you know, kind of replace Brit in a sense where it's like, okay, well, now we have someone who has this amazing character. She has her catchphrase. She, you, you always want to see her. She, you know, she's just so compelling and whatnot. And I mean, you, you look at the women's division right now, Britt Baker hasn't been around for a while. And it's like, finally, she's able to stay home, take care of her injuries. I mean, she was not doing so well last year. She was very injured, but I feel like they did need Britt Baker for a really long time. I feel like you know, the other woman tried on the mic. It just wasn't working. It, it, you know, and they didn't have a character like her. But now we're starting to see more of that. So I think they're in a really good position. Well, Tony Storm way back when she was in like NXT was just generic woman wrestler. And then yeah. you look at what she is like she's done now is like she's like a whole new thing it's it's awesome what she's done and yeah i think brit was kind of like she was really big she was a huge pop it was that like the first all in and and she showed up because she's adam's girlfriend adam's wife and and that was i think what was the huge draw to her when she first signed with aew she kind of carried the women from that because of the the relationship to adam yeah i agree and i also think that she wasn't afraid to approach veterans like Chris Jericho like from what I heard she spoke to him a lot about her character she reached out to Cody Rhodes as well I mean he's the one that told her essentially you're going to be a terrific heel one day I mean he called it and she was just amazing because you didn't see any other female characters like that in AEW I mean for a while you had Jade but you know her wrestling isn't very good and there's so much that you can do with the undefeated streak, I guess. But I, I'm just really glad to see someone like Tony Storm step it up. And then I feel like Mariah May is a very interesting character. I think that she has a great look. She's interesting. She's good on the mic. The fans are reacting to her. Uh, Diana has been presented as a star, which is awesome. So I feel like in term of in terms of like female characters, we we are seeing a, a huge improvement. And my goodness, I didn't even mention Julia Hart. I mean, she's one of the best female characters in that company right now. I love seeing Diana come back, like just being her own thing now and just getting so big, you know, on her own without her past kind of hanging on. We also I, are for oh sorry. I was no, going to go say, uh, unfortunately, Jamie Hayter got hurt when she did because she, you know, she had a lot of uh, firepower behind her and stuff. Jamie and was she, good. She was really good. She got oh, hurt yeah. and she got hurt bad of where she's been out forever. And that just came at a really unfortunate time. However, she's supposed to be back soon, which is also going to make, especially if Mercedes is going to be there. Like there's there's a lot. That's going to be going on now with the women's division. It's, you know, just 
those two additions, Mercedes and Jamie, that's oh. going to pump it up a lot too. I mean, you look at the additions that they, you know, have now, like you look at Mariah May, Diana, uh, Queen Amanana, and it's so great to see her on TV pretty regularly because she's been able to hang in the ring with, you know, Chris Statlander, Sheeta, and you know, those matches were all great. So, I mean, the women that they're bringing in are really, really good. So that's great. And then we have all these returns, right? I mean, Thunder Rosa, is she wrestling the way she did prior to her injury? I mean, no, but that was expected. She's been gone for a year and a half. It's going to take a while for her to be at 100% again. However, her presence really was missed. I mean, I feel like when she came back, there was this energy that was missing and... I, I love her her entrance. Everything about her is so great. And then you have Serena Deeb, who, in my opinion, is one of the best female wrestlers in the world. And when she had that match with uh, Robin Renegade on Collision, I just looked at her in awe. Her wrestling is is beautiful. <laughs> like I was just like, she is so darn good. And she was missed as well. And then for sure, like Jamie Hayter, that was a really big loss. Um, very unfortunate. But, you know, she's coming back soon. And uh, I, I'm curious as to what they're going to do with her. I mean, the, the women's division has grown so much now. But there are so many different things they can do. You know, like if Jamie and Baker come back at around the same time, maybe Baker can align herself with her best friend, Diana, and, and then, you know, they feud with Jamie and, and someone else. There's just so much that you can do. Right, and now with all of this talent they've signed and that are coming back, they're going to have to give them more time. You can't do all of these things with one match and maybe one promo a week. But, I mean, you've got three shows, too, to, like, spread it around. Yeah. So I'm hoping, you know, instead of all these random trios matches or, you know, random mashup tags and all that stuff, they start using that time for women instead. Because yeah, me I'm, too. Yeah, because and one of the biggest knocks on AEW is that you know their their storytelling is poor. They you know they just throw together matches with no no background or anything just for the hell of it. And it's like, well, one way you can get away from that is to like develop the women's storylines and stuff better. Absolutely, and they've done a really great job with um, Tony and Diana. I think that um, their feud has been excellent. The interview last week on Dynamite was so good. I love that Tony was in the black and white and Diana was in color. I like that whenever Diana wrestles, Tony's on commentary. I think that's all great. Uh, you have the Ruby Soho... Soraya, Soraya, I always forget how to pronounce her name, sorry. And uh, Harley Cameron uh, storyline that's pretty pretty interesting. And I mean, they can do a lot more with that. And then you have, uh, what's the other one I'm thinking of? Chris Stylander, Willow, Stokely, which, you know, is pretty funny, you know, because Stokely is so hilarious. And it makes you wonder, is Chris Stylander going to uh, turn heel? Perhaps Stokely will find another female wrestler to manage I mean, could that potentially be Megan Bain, right? I mean, she's supposed to be coming to AEW full-time. So it's just crazy to imagine um, 
how much can happen in the next few months. But yes, absolutely, the woman will need more time. And it's been nice to see two women's matches on collision. Like we got that last week and there was a week um, where they had two women's matches on Rampage. So if they can keep doing that, that'd be great. That's what I'm hoping for. Agreed. Now, here's something I just thought of. Um, I read that it sounds like Malachi Black and Buddy Matthews are going back to WWE, in which case that only leaves Brody and Julia in the House of Black, and now she's re- kind of recruited Sky Blue. I wonder what's th- what will happen to the House of Black if they those two do end up leaving, but the storyline they've built up with Julia and Sky has also been really interesting. However, I just, I wonder where they go with that as well. But that's also a, a a story lead or whatever that they can develop into a lot more with all the talent coming in. I agree. And I've also been wondering, like, where are Sky Blue and Julia? Like, I haven't really seen them in the past uh, couple of weeks, which, which is fine. I mean, I'm guessing that Thunder Rosa will probably challenge Julia for the TBS title, considering that she's what? She's ranked number two, right? Um, so I can see that happening. But yes, if Malachi and uh, Buddy were to leave, I mean, that's that's a good point. I say, why not con- continue the House of Black? Add more women, you know, turn it into like a, a female faction. Well, I mean, no, we do like Brody. I'm just uh, kidding, even though that would be pretty neat. But, you know, maybe you can add uh, Butcher and Blade, you know, to the House of Black. I, I I, feel, I always found it kind of odd that that didn't happen because they would have fit in so well. So if those two were to leave, maybe they would be good replacements. I'm not sure what the rest of you think, but that could be something that they can do. Blasco, any comment on that? Um, yeah, that's all awesome. Um, I didn't hear that about Malachi, and uh, so that's interesting. I well, mean, I don't know. You know, you know how the yeah, yeah, I'm just floating around. the dirt sheets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the dirt sheets. However, yeah. I, I did read it. I think in two different ones. So it's it interesting. You know, there might be some some fire behind that smoke and all that. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, yeah, and I would it would make sense because like Rhea Ripley and Zelina Vega are both in WWE, right. so like right. they yeah. want to go back to be with their wife slash girlfriends. That makes perfect sense, right? Yeah, so so I just when I read that, I'm like, okay, well, what's going to happen? I mean, that's half of the House of Black split, and but it would be kind of funny to see Julia take it over and just start like, yeah, this like coven of. <laughs> Yeah, I think it would be really cool. Actually, that would be that would be cool, like a Coven House of Black as a Coven. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I'm not entirely sure what's going on with Penelope Ford. We haven't seen her on um, AEW television in a really long time. I know that she had a miscarriage uh, last year, so you know maybe it's one of those things where um, she rather keep trying to get pregnant and she's been advised not to wrestle. I mean, I don't know what, what the situation is there. And quite, quite frankly, it's totally understandable that, uh, that it's kept, uh, uh, secretive. I mean, I, I completely understand that, but I mean, if she were to come back, I think she would fit in really well. Like I always thought that, um, Julia Hart and Penelope would, would be cool together in a faction. I, I was hoping that would happen with, um, Ali as well, but unfortunately she's no longer, uh, there, but, yeah, I mean, 
you can add other women and, you know, Brody can be like, I don't know, like their father figure or something. I guess we already have Christian Cage who's everybody's father. (laughs) Brody Brody could be like the uh, Kevin from the all-female Ghostbusters. He could just be like the himbo. Yeah. I was going to say like Luther. He can be their butler. (laughs) (laughs) Regardless, they can easily find something, you know, a purpose for him in that. But yeah, having like a like a house of black coven. I think that that would be an excellent way for them to kind of, well, and Julia, I mean, she was the one that went to Malachi black to join the house of black, you know, like, Mm -hmm. so I think she would be a work. Also just side note, it's nuts. She's only what? 22, 23, like, Holy crap. (laughs) That girl. Yeah. She has the most beautiful moonsault, I swear. And she's only, like, 22. My life at 22 is very different. <laughs> <laughs> just, a, just a tad. Yeah. It, it's astonishing, because at that age, you're still trying to perfect your wrestling. So, I mean, most wrestlers at that age, they don't know what their character is. Or, like, they're trying something, but it doesn't really last long term. But, like, in her case, she's already nailed the character. And that's... A really hard thing to do, let alone Especially at that age. So young, yeah, at that age and on being on TV on national broadcast, you see that at like an NXT level sometimes, or you see it in the indies, but net rarely on like, you know, Raw or SmackDown or like AEW. And she's so, I mean, so young, so young yeah. to be on TV. And she does so well. She does. And, and she's gotten like, you know, so over. I mean, I remember, um, I believe it was a. Was it Wrestle Dream? Yes, Wrestle Dream. Chris Stat- it was Chris Statlander versus Julia Hart for the TBS title. And I love Chris Statlander so much. I think she's one of the best female wrestlers in the world. Um, and it, it was a bit uh, difficult to hear the fans boo Chris. I'm not going to lie. I was like, hey, come on. Like, I get you guys love Julia, but let's not boo Chris. I mean, she she's amazing. Uh, but, I mean, I get it. It's just the fans really... They, they, you know, they really accepted her and, and liked her. And it's understandable because she's doing something that's just so cool. Agreed. Yeah. I kind of like at first I was a little like, she, you know, sky going dark or whatever. But now the more I see of her, it makes more sense. And I think it's a good thing for Sky Blue as well. It seems to be letting her kind of, you know, I guess it's really easy to be a baby face mm-hmm. you just yay and but to like be a little darker a heel you know i don't know while it's it's harder i also would imagine it's a lot more fun yeah i'm sure julia's having such a great time i mean and imagine she started off as a cheerleader like what <laughs> what a change um well, speaking of heel turns, do you ladies think that Chris is turning heel or will she decide not to and Stokely will decide to manage another woman? What are you thinking? To be honest, I haven't watched enough of it because I I was out of town for work for two weeks. So I don't I've, pay for cable, so I kind of keep up with what I can and see what I can. So I'm not 100% in, I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, I've because I was working my tail off i haven't gotten a chance to really see much of the stokely and cats or uh, yeah I haven't, yeah i haven't or chris i always want to call her cat <laughs> but um 
but um yeah i haven't been able to see much of it um so it's interesting that it seems to be like she might go heel that's it's really interesting and i'd be interested to see that because she's she's you know she's always she's been a baby's face since she started in AEW. so yeah she's always yeah she's always been a baby face it's true um I'm just I, I'm not sure. I'm I'm kind of conflicted. I mean, mind you, I wasn't sure about Sky Blue either, and now I'm loving it. So it might end up working out really well. It's just I don't know. I don't know if I want Stokely and Chris Stylander together. I mean, he's hilarious. You know, I like that he uh he writes poems for her and <laughs> recites them and stuff like that. Like it's really entertaining, but do I want to see her as a heel? I don't know. I truly don't. Oh, and that's, there's been, you know, people have been talking about maybe Trent Beretta going heel as well. I mean, they're both in best friends. Does that break up best friends and they go together type of thing? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. It definitely does seem like the best friends are breaking up. Yeah. Um, I just wonder, like, if that does happen, what happens to Chuck Taylor? He's been kind of floating in the ether lately. Yeah. I mean, they've been using Trent Beretta a lot, and uh, he's such a great wrestler. Um, but I can't remember the last time I saw Chuck Taylor wrestle, actually. I want to say I've heard he got hurt, which would make sense. But, you know, he had barely even been around Best Friends until I think I saw something on Instagram. He was with them one of the last times that Trent wrestled. Maybe I'm wrong. But, but yeah, he's, I don't know. I also saw something said like, who would you be most heartbroken on if they went heel? Hmm. I, think, I think Orange Cassidy's definitely up there for that. But oh yeah, like, I just I can't even imagine that though. But I don't know. Yeah, seeing Chris go heel might be pretty interesting as well. The only thing is, I mean, there's there's a lot of heels, female yeah. heels though. Yeah, I mean, there's Tony, Mariah. Julia, Sky Blue, um, Anna Jay's a babyface now, I guess, right? I mean, she just switched. That's, that's someone who needs some uh, <laughs> direction. <laughs> yeah, unexpectedly, just became a babyface. There's Ruby Soho, she's a heel. Saria's uh, a heel. Um, who it's, are almost, it's almost easier to go through who's not a heel. Right, so Willow. Willow. <laughs> Diana, Chris, uh, Thunder Rosa, Sheeta. I guess, yeah, Sheeta. I guess Serena Deeb's a baby face right now. Um, yeah. Um, hmm. Okay, I know I'm missing someone. Is Queen Amanada a healer or a baby face? I'm not sure. I don't think, I don't think she, that's been established. Yeah, it has a, she's, I mean, she, yeah, she's had, wrestled some great matches but otherwise i don't know Velasco, you watch roh and i think she was down there a lot what it it's not really been established she just plays the role of whatever's kind of needed for the match if that makes sense mm-hmm. uh, yeah so no. i think, I think now, that now that she's, she's... Oh, there's my echo uh now that she's officially signed they'll probably do something to give her a little more of a a character slash story, in my opinion. I don't know. Yeah. 
I think they should. I mean, uh, the fans have reacted really well to her. She, as I said earlier, she hasn't had a bad match. Um, so, I mean, why not? The only thing I will say is that when it comes to the ROH Women's Division, there are some women there that I wish would appear on AEW television sometimes, like Athena, obviously. I, I really miss her. Uh, but also, legit Layla. You know, she was injured for a while and. I don't have honor clubs, so I'll try to watch the women's matches the following day. But, um, yeah, like, and unfortunately, in ROH, I feel like the women's matches have kind of felt like dark matches. They're short. Um, and, yeah, there's, like, three or four of them, but they're usually quite short squash matches. So I'm hoping they go back to what they were doing initially, where... The woman got a lot more time in the ring. Um, but yeah, like uh, there are definitely some great female wrestlers there. I mean, Billy Starks is very promising. Uh, Trisha Dora is good. Who am I missing that stands out? The Renegade Twins are there. They're pretty impressive. Uh, but yeah, like Athena, I'm never going to understand that one. Why would you not put one of the best wrestlers in the world on AEW TV more often. I mean, like, you can put other ROH champions on AEW TV, but not her. I never understood that. That is a really good point. And I also, yeah, that's... Could it be something with workload? I, I guess I, ROH is less workload, you know, compared to three days a week on national TV and stuff. Maybe it has something to do with that. But yeah, it's 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 a mystery why they stuck her there when she's so good. Yeah, I was hoping that she'd drop the title back in December to Billy Starks because I was like, she needs to be on AEW TV. I mean, she is too good. I mean, I, I can understand you want a female wrestler that's, you know, uh, at her level to be in ROH because maybe they feel like, okay, if we have Athena as the champion, then people will tune in more. They'll subscribe to Honor Club. I'm guessing that might be part of it, but her character work got so good. And I just feel bad for, like, anyone that's missing out because she she has been one of the best champions in professional wrestling uh, especially in 2023. So it's a real shame that I feel a lot of fans are missing out on that. Yeah, that that is really interesting. Anyway, what else can we talk about? Well, Let's... you had mentioned Orange Cassidy earlier. So are we all in agreement that it is time for him to drop the uh, the international title? You know... Hey, boys, you can join us for this one. <laughs> I disagree. He needs to have the title for 9,000 years. <laughs> I just think he's not doing He's not. It was like the, his first run was so good. And this run has just been like existing. 
Yeah, it's. I, I feel like they've squeezed. Uh, they've squeezed about as much out of that orange as they can. For a second there, I thought you weren't going with the pun. Yeah, I'm just gonna go squeezed everything they could get out of it, and I was. I was gonna be upset with you, but you you nailed it. You stuck the landing. Good job. You like you hesitated. You're like, am I gonna do it? And then I'm like, she's going for it. <laughs> it was good. Nice job. I was. Oh. Thank well, you. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember when Orange lost the belt to Moxley. I was crushed. I was devastated. It was just like, no, he was my favorite champion last year, and he had such great matches. He was consistent. But I have to say, the uh, second uh, run hasn't felt the same to me. Not at all. It's like oh. they tried. To, oh, I finally did it. It's like they, yeah, they, they kind of screwed it up when they, they had him drop it and they're like oh wait no and they're like oh sorry that moment already passed the magic's gone <laughs> yeah and that was a complete mess right because he dropped it to moxley moxley got injured moxley dropped it to ray phoenix ray phoenix got injured or there was some kind of a visa problem i can't remember which one it was and then orange wanted back yeah just a complete mess why did he drop it in the first place i mean mind you you can't predict injuries but i didn't think the timing was right but now i feel like it's dragging on a little bit i would agree with that blasco does not agree and that's okay i get it orange is uh, is awesome <laughs> and um do we think that he will drop the belt to roderick strong <laughs> I, that, that's an acceptable that's an acceptable opponent to lose to. I will say that. I'll I just Roddy. I just can't if if he does how obnoxious Roddy will be and hopefully, you know, hilariously obnoxious. <laughs> but um I don't know. I feel like Orange hasn't taken a a day off or you know, a vacation yeah. in a long time too. I think it might be good for him to kind of you know, you, you love something that goes away for a while more, ah, whatever the hell that saying is. <laughs> kind of like let people miss him and then he comes back to a giant pop. I'm glad you said that because I feel the same way. And not just about Orange, but also Chris Jericho. I think he needs oh. to take time off. I mean, listen, I I was a huge Chris fan um, growing up and uh, I don't have any issues with him, really. I mean, I didn't really like some of his uh, political stuff on Twitter, you know, stuff like that. But um, he's just been on TV so much since 2019. And I'm not feeling his feud with Takeshita right now. I'm not feeling the Don Callis family. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't know what they can do there, but it's just not working. It's just Chris has been you so much and i just don't really want him on my television screen for a little while and as for uh the don Callis family at first it seemed like it was going to be such a huge deal and like it would elevate guys like hobbs but i just don't feel that faction has really done much for anybody uh yeah i agree and i mean you've come to the place for uh being tired of Jericho, because I think every podcast, <laughs> here comes Rick, 
I was I was so happy when you brought up Chris Jericho. I was so happy. That's all I want to say. Good job. <laughs> I mean, he's on multiple podcasts. He's gone off, ranted for like an hour about this. Rick, go yeah. on a rant. I what? know. Can you believe it? No. <laughs> but we all, yeah, we all agree. Jericho is like, please just go take a vacation and stay off our TVs for six months. Yeah, and especially, like, when um, he was doing the whole Winnipeg Jets thing with oh. Kenny Omega, it was not good. It was not good. Keep him around just, like, because he's that veteran guy to put on. Like, I mean, I just feel like, yeah, he's so saturated within AEW. Saturated is a great way to put it. He is, he is extremely oversaturated. He needs right. to go desaturate somewhere he's else. He's not on a cruise life. either. He needs to go take a real vacation. Go tour with your sh- crap band. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> go, and go also, to- I feel yeah. like whenever he ends up in a feud with someone, it ends up dragging this is always the case, and I don't yes. understand why. He always has to get his win back. And I, I don't know. And, like, you know, I guess he didn't get his win back with, uh, oh, geez, who did he actually put over? But that was after, like, I don't know how many matches. I don't even remember now. Yeah, that's how uh, long ago it must have that's been. That's how long ago. So it's just like, you know, a Chris Jericho feud is starting, and you think to yourself, oh, man, this is going to last, like, over six months now. You know, and it, it's just, it, it hasn't really helped elevate that many wrestlers. Not at so, all. Yeah. And, I, and I, like, Sammy Guevara keeps going back to him. I'm like, will you please do something else for a change? <laughs> I know. Why is he always with Chris? I don't get it. Like, it's he's it's been five years. Like, if you can't figure it out by now how to do something on your own, then maybe this isn't. I don't know. Right. Like Chris initially was like there to get guys over because he was Chris Jericho, you know, and now like he's just kind of still there and they haven't done anything apart from him. They haven't branched off and like found their own thing. Right. Well, that's it's like his his ego got in the way. And here we are. Right. Sorry, I'm tearing apart a hard drive. To keep my hands oh, no busy. <laughs> <laughs> if you hear cracking and. <laughs> But um, yeah, man, Chris, who? Please go take a vacation. Yeah, like I'm not saying he needs to leave AEW. Uh, I'm not saying that he's not a good wrestling mind. He just needs to leave for a while, right? You know, and eventually he can come back and figure something new and fresh out. But what he's been doing has not felt new. We're fresh. And yeah, especially for someone who rightfully like has prided himself on being able to reinvent himself all the time. It's the same old Chris Jericho every time. Right. Yeah. It's been such a drag. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think we need to start reevaluating the four pillars. Uh, I really do. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of those pillars <laughs> CM Punked his way out. <laughs> The cult of hypocrisy. Oh, he got he got he got CM Punk. Who's that? Bitch. Sorry, I didn't hear you there. You got cut off for oh. a second. Well, I was saying the the one pillar seems to have been CM Punked off. <laughs> oh gosh. 
I mean, so, I just feel there are other guys that have impressed me more than Sammy Guevara and uh, Jungle Boy. Takeshita. That's the perfect example. Yeah. Like Swerve. Swerve for sure. Swerve. Um, Man. Yeah. Speaking yeah, of he like is on stuff, level. so totally, I know this seems like off the wall, but what's going to happen with Okada? Oh yeah, he's they they they're pretty much like yeah he's coming because he's right. you know, yeah. best friends with the Bucks and stuff. Right. So like That's... what's how would I, do you think like how where would Okada fit in and all and in and everything? Well, he'll probably be with the Bucks since they're right. besties. Um, and they're they're corporate horror horror <laughs> heels now. <laughs> yeah. Horror heels. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Boys, would you like to chime in on this part? Sure. Um, I think, going back to what you said earlier about best friends, I think Okada forms chaos in um, uh, AEW. That would be awesome. Mm -hmm. That would be really awesome, actually. Rocky's already there. The best friends are already there. I mean, half the stable's there. So that's my opinion. Oh, that's a good, yeah. mm. Yeah, from what I've read, AEW has offered him a lot more money. So they think it's more of, of a matter of where does he want to go? What does he want to accomplish, right? Yeah. Um, with Okada, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I don't think anybody should want to sign with WWE right now. I no, mean, things no. are not looking good. I have a we, lot of thoughts about that. Yeah, Ooh. we could talk yeah. about that. I mean, <laughs> lots of we could talk about that next for sure, but... Yeah, I mean, why would you even want to go there? I feel like there are so many unknowns. Mm-hmm. And we don't know how many of these people were involved. or that right. It's going to get worse stuff. before it's it gonna gets get better. Worse. There's and a lot of bad juju. Point. Oh, yeah. It's going to hurt the company. Mm-hmm. I mean, it already you know, has. Those are, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it has and it hasn't. Like, if you right. don't mind, uh, I'm going to vent a little bit. Go for it. Go. I was actually pretty upset on Saturday that no one addressed it. Everyone acted like, oh, well, you know, it's the Royal Rumble. Everybody's still tuned into that show. They didn't hijack the show. I mean, the fans didn't. I didn't hear any, like, uh, F-U-C-K uh, Vince chants or NDAs or whatever. And that that honestly aggravated me. Like, how can you not even... Uh, like act like everything is normal like the wrestlers the wrestling fans it was just like brushed off triple h's disgusting media scrum right i was so upset on saturday because i remember at world's end okay and when it you know there was a whole thing with chris and rumors and stuff that nick hausman started and kylie ray responding to a tweet uh with an emoji and stuff there was like nothing concrete backing up any of those claims and nick hausman the fault like a few days later said that what he said about chris was an opinion so you think that chris is like harvey weinstein that's your opinion okay the way you presented it a few days ago made it seem like this was an actual fact and i mean so there was nothing to back this up and the aew fans gave chris a really really hard time i mean they booed him they chanted nda they did all of this stuff at the Royal Rumble, I did not hear screw Vince. I did not hear NDA, nothing. 
I was really, really disappointed on well, Saturday. Sorry, I know I got a little bit. No, no, I, I wonder I though if you know they love to. I've I've seen it where I've gone to a WWE show and it's it's recorded prior to, like it's taped. Prior, it's not a live event, you know. Um, and I remember seeing Samoa Joe come out and and everybody like went insane. And then when you watched it on TV, it was like quiet and you have to wonder did they funnel did you know did they people talk about them funneling noise and this and that and and cheers and all that and I don't know if they do that or not I'm sure there's a lot of sound editing to get the storyline that they want but I remember you know I remember hearing how quiet it was watching the broadcast that following week and um because it was like a holiday show but and you have to wonder did they maybe try to suppress any of that even like with security at the arena or I wouldn't be know, shocked at all that they did I, I would be surprised if there were signs and they were like get them out of the building you know, I, I, I wouldn't surprise me. There's probably a lot of crowd control. Yeah. Absolutely. You're probably right. But, like, even the wrestlers. I mean, I get it. Like, Triple H told you not to talk about it. But, man, if you're a, especially a woman and you're pissed off, yeah. I would expect something. And we got nothing. And I don't know. I just felt really disappointed. I, I feel like... I don't know. I feel like when it comes to AEW, we hold Tony a lot more accountable. We gave him a lot of crap for hiring Ric Flair. That did not fly with most of the AEW fan base. The Jericho stuff, even though, you know, that was basically like a rumor and we don't really know what happened. We still held Tony and AEW accountable. So I just don't understand why the same doesn't happen to WWE, but... Then again, I mean, people have accepted all this crap about Vince for years. Right, for years. Everybody has thought, like, oh, Vince is just a creepy old man. It's been that way for years. And at the same time, too, I feel like WWE is that more marketing-friendly thing when you look at it versus AEW. Like, not saying, like, AEW isn't a marketable product, but compared to WWE has always been about kids. And you know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of always been that marketing um, it's got a lot of sponsors, you know, you look like a Slim Jim pulled out until Vince resigned and then they were like, okay, we'll give you back the sponsorship. Um, and that's why I wonder if maybe it's just kind of like this and, and, it's, and it's the rumble and it's one of the two most, it's the, what the second most watched WWE yeah. pay-per-view after WrestleMania. So it's just kind of, I feel like it's just this generic product and that's why you don't get the pushback versus you have mm. like the tribalism with an AEW. That's a very good point. Yeah, I agree. Really good point. I mean, look, I stopped watching WWE uh, in 2018. Like, I mean, I was already kind of, I took breaks from it, watched parts of it here and there, but I really lost interest, I would say, in like 2004, 2005. The product just wasn't for me anymore. But the reason why I was just like, I don't want to watch this at all in 2018 wasn't only because... I didn't like the product, but also at that point, everything about, well, most things about Vince had been right. and then aired I somewhere. Think, wasn't it like two th- the next year, all the speaking out things came out about yeah. NXT stars, about other wrestlers? Like that's when everything kind of started hitting the fan. And that's when I stopped, you know, stopped losing interest. Hey, you know, you just watch Dark Side of the Ring. And it's like, there are so many episodes that talk about how terrible Vince was. Like, covering up murder. Mm-hmm. Being reckless when it came to Owen Hart. Um, I mean, I don't think they mentioned this um, in a, on Dark Side of the Ring yet. I mean, but you look at the Ashley Massaro situation where she was essentially raped. 
And instead of protecting her, mm-hmm. they told her, be quiet. This is going to ruin WWE's reputation. Right. And it's all about the presentation for WWE. It's mar- They want to be marketable. Yeah. And so it's not like, wow, this is such a surprise, right? I just feel like people kept brushing it off. It was just mm-hmm. like, okay, well, this you know. This is just how it uh, is. Yeah, this is how it is, or there's no evidence, or dirt sheets, or blah, blah, blah. And now this story is so huge. I mean, you have CNN covering it. I don't think they're going to be able to escape this time. Mm -mm. Hopefully not. I really, and and I know Rick has said before on our Discord server and on social media that basically it's going to boil down to, oh, that was the old regime. You know, it's, they're going to weasel their way out of it. And that just makes me more mad. Like, oh, that was just Vince. That was just the old regime. It's going to be different now. And we, you know, there has to be multiple people involved. I feel like Hunter, Paul at some point had to have known. Of course. He had to have known. I mean, that's your father-in-law. How do you not know? He, he knew. He definitely knew. And it also wouldn't surprise me if he engaged. You know, I mean, right. Hunter is not the good guy that these people online think neither he is. Neither is Stephanie. Just because, and neither, and is, neither Stephanie. is Stephanie. I mean, you watched that documentary on China. It broke my heart. I lost all respect for Hunter and Stephanie. And I already didn't like Hunter. But mm-hmm. that just reinforced, like, you know, uh, my dislike for the guy. And it's just... You know, and you see the people online saying, oh, but Triple H is like this great guy. What? <laughs> what Wait, they call him Uncle Paul on the on, on Twitter. Oh, Papa H. Papa, Papa H, Uncle Paul. Papa. It's like you're a grown-ass man calling this guy Papa H. Please get a life. <laughs> Please see a therapist and uh, to discuss your uh, father issues. That's just weird <laughs> to me. But... Um, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he knew, if he participated. Um, I mean, yeah, he and we know what Triple H's goal was, right? I mean, sure, maybe he had some feelings for Stephanie, but essentially he wanted to take over the company. Right. And of course he was like going to protect Vince and do what he can to ensure that everything. Yeah. How is there not motive for him to want to, to keep all that quiet, you know, because it's all going to eventually fall in his hands. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, you know, I, I read the, um, the details of what happened and it was just upsetting, appalling, inhumane, uh, horrific. Right. Uh, so just, it made me, you know what? I felt sick. I really mm-hmm. felt sick. I didn't sleep for a couple of nights because it upset me so much. And as I said, it's not because I wasn't aware of what kind of a piece of garbage Vince McMahon was, but it was kind of like, why did it take this long? Exactly. You You knew he was garbage, but like, it's just, I think we're all shocked at the level of how bad it really was. It's more than he's just a creepy old perv. And what's also crazy is that when this happened, he was in his 70s. Like, imagine what he was doing when he was young. Right. Is it? Yeah, there's no way it just was within the last 10 years. There's no way. Absolutely no way. There's actually this uh, interview that I found online, and I believe it was from 86. I, I don't recall exactly, but uh, Vince was on a show with this guy that used to work 
for him. And the guy, like, he, like, said, you know, you fired me because I didn't want to sleep with, uh, who was it? Um, the vice, uh, vice president, I can't remember, vice president of the company or something like that. And he, I mean, he was a victim. And nothing came out of that. That's right. crazy. You know, it's just, oh, man, and so many more things have happened. And um, I saw online that um, there are more victims that want to talk about what happened to them. And I think that would be really great. I, I hope they don't just settle. Right. right. I, I hope they feel comfortable enough to come forward. And I, I'm sure it's really traumatic for a lot of them. And it's it's going to be hard. And there's going to be people who are going to still be, you know, riding the WWE you know, train and, and it's, you know, that's their guy. Vince is their guy. And I don't know. It's, I just feel like we're going to find out there's like way more worse people than we ever thought. So it's scary. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really scary. Um, and I don't know if you saw, but John Laurinaitis today said that he was a victim. Did you see that? No, I didn't, but boy. Oh my God. He pretty much said that Vince put him in that kind of situation and he's a victim and uh the truth's going to come out and it's like okay so you admit that you both raped her though right right isn't that a confession i feel yeah i feel like he's taking that stance on it like look it's not my fault i was forced into this i'm a victim too yeah that's exactly what he did yeah. That's yeah. That's what you do this if you're guilty as hell. And oh yeah, get, get yeah. A lesser <laughs> issue or whatever. Right. Let's put all the blame on Vince and take some off of me. Yeah. What lovely I mean, folks. Oh <laughs> gosh, they're so they're so terrible. They're so <laughs> terrible. And I mean, Brock Lesnar apparently isn't uh, going back there anytime soon. Well, they don't want him back. But it's like. You have your entire front office, man. Like, don't yeah. tell me they didn't know. You know, right. why are they there? Like, and I also, I mean, obviously, Triple H's response was really bad at the media scrum after the Rumble. Um, and I know Cody got some praise for what he said, but I didn't really like when he said that Nick Khan and TKO acted right away. I mean, didn't uh, TKO buy WWE knowing about these allegations? And they brought him back in and gave him the executive chairman title? Pretty yep. much, yeah. So, like, what do you mean they acted right yeah, away? Yeah, TKO basically made a statement that said, like, oh, we didn't know, you know, we didn't know any of this. And we we, we didn't know Vince did this. And, and Vince just is, a, you know, not that kind of a guy. And we, we, we've let him go, blah, blah, blah. You know, just a generic blanket legal mumbo-jumbo statement. And what's, like, so crazy about it is when these allegations came out back in 2022, I mean, there were reports that there was there was going to be more coming out. It was just going to be a matter of time. You know, you want to build a case. It could take a year. It could take a few years. So this was going to happen. It, we were going to find out more eventually. And that's mm-hmm. what's happening now. So for TKA, uh, TKA, sorry, <laughs> TKO, to say, oh, well, you know, he's no longer, uh, he doesn't even work here. And this was pre-TKO. Uh, it's like, 
But these allegations came out in 2022. What the heck are you talking about? Because it was money for them. You know, corporate America. Yeah, exactly. Just a really terrible situation. And I just really hope that uh, the victim gets the justice that she deserves and finds peace and heals, essentially. I mean, I can't imagine going through something like that. And, of course, she got all the chuds online saying she just wants money. That's why of she course. did this. Oh, she just makes money. Yeah, if That's a 70-year-old gross-ass man shit on my head, I'd want some money, too. Right. Yeah. Shit on her. He, <sighs> I mean, he hurt her, right? Like, he right. used toys, and, and she got injured and bruised. I mean, he, he, uh, he treated her like a sex slave. Well, I was as someone I, who, who works in the porn industry, they don't treat the girls like that in the porn industry. Right. Like, who'd have thought the porn industry nowadays would be way, way squeakier clean than uh, WWE? WWE. But here we are. That here is we insane. are. Yeah, it's just, oh man, I don't, uh, yeah, it just made me really sick. Yeah, it, it's, yep. yeah, absolutely, like, gut-wrenching, sick, yeah. I just want them to, you know, be accountable. You know, it's it's kind of like, look, I get it. I understand that it's hard to stop watching something that you really like and, and all of that. But at some point, you also have to take a moral stand. And mm-hmm. I mean, I understand you watch because you want to support your favorite wrestlers, but you don't have to watch it live. Like, you're giving them, the you know, viewership and you're contributing to their success. And I mean, I get it. It's really hard to break certain habits. But at the same time, if you want a company to be held accountable, it needs to start doing badly. Right. You got to hit them in the pocket. Yeah. Right. That's the only way a corporation will do anything that seems mildly right in the right direction is hit them in the wallet. Because only then will they have no choice but to change things right mm-hmm. yeah so it's just and it's just weird it's weird to me that wrestling is so different i mean you know you look at hollywood you know we were able to cancel harvey weinstein bill cosby kevin spacey so many others mind you they do have a union but i mean still like why is wrestling so carny <laughs> Hopefully, maybe, yeah, a, a union for the wrestlers. That would be, yeah. I mean, they, they're literally, what, independent contractors with WWE, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's time they get a union. Absolutely. After all this, absolutely. They need protection. Yeah, especially the female talent. I was just yeah. going to say, if the men won't get along on the board, the women need to. Yeah. Yep. Well, guys, yep. that was a good uh, almost hour. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, is there anything else you guys can think of? Um, I mean, from I go to see indie stuff here in Pittsburgh, and Joy puts on a good show. They have uh, they have some good talent. Actually, Willow. Hmm. Willow. I saw Willow wrestle with Enjoy last summer, and that, she's, uh, she's fantastic. She's so good. Um, also, I mean, when you, there's, there's so many, you know, right now for wrestling, when you want to talk about 
your favorite wrestlers. It could be there's WWE, there's AEW, there's all over the indies. It's like the best time right now for wrestlers because you can kind of pick any path you want. Um, You're not limited to just trying to get onto TV now in the age of the internet and stuff. And you have like Allie Allie Catch and, and she and Effie are doing such amazing things. Like Effie is one of the, I think, brightest and best right now. Um, he's just doing so much to promote, you know, LGBT inclusion and wrestling, the big gay brunch. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff out there. You just, if you look for it, I mean, cause it's so disheartening with everything with WWE. And like you said, some of the signings with, with AEW and you're just, it's just so disheartening speaking out happened. Um, and then I found some really cool people in the indie scene and started following them. And, and I mean, they're out there. If you're really disheartened, they're still good out there. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. I mean, look, I don't think AEW is as bad as WWE. Right, not right. Even Nothing's close without to that. its problems, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, like, I mean, I understand why they brought in Ric Flair. I get it for Sting, but did you really have to sign him to a contract? Like, that's the part where I was like, ugh. Right. You know, I could have yeah. made an exception for him. Wanting to be there for one of his best friends and being with him at Revolution by his side. It was the signing him part that I'm like, uh, really? <laughs> it's like Ric Flair. I mean, he's hard to watch. I mean, he he doesn't move very well. You know, he can't even walk. He wears that ridiculous gold chain. I know. That has <laughs> he, to be. I don't know. I kind of feel for Ashley. Like, what does she think? Like, man, that's my dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's trying to chop wrestlers. And it's like, what are you doing? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> like, it just, it's you know? you, like, dad, come on. <laughs> I, I mean, I just don't see the point of him being there after Sting retires. So, um, yeah, but no, you're right. I mean, that's one thing that's been so great about wrestling over the years. If you were sick of WWE, you were able to find other options. So, like you said, indie wrestling, uh, some people really love, you know, TNA. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Japanese wrestling, which I'm a big fan of, like New Japan and, New Japan. and Stardom. Yeah, although, like, don't get me wrong, I mean, you know, there are problems there, too. Oh, yeah, I mean, there's problems when you, yeah, you look at, uh, oh, what's, um, oh, my gosh. My brain is just completely, uh, NWA, I mean, you look at, they had Mm -hmm. Titus as a champion for years, spewing his, his, and Billy, I love, I love the pumpkins, but Billy just says some really dumb stuff, and, Um, that's what I guess they wanted Effie to come in and Effie's like, I don't do PR, go F yourselves. You know, <laughs> like you, you let Titus run his mouth on Fox news for all these years and you want me to come in and fix it and make you popular. No, he's like, I don't do it. That's so why I just, I'm such a big fan of what he does, but there's, there's a lot of good out there. Um, and Joy right now has Edith Surreal is the, uh, she's defending her title in March and she's just to see her wrestle too is, is amazing. I mean, she's just so cool. Uh, she's just like one of the coolest out there to, to watch wrestle. Edith surreal. Um, there's, there's a lot of cool stuff happening within the indies. Um, it's, just, it's out there. There's, there's cool people. They still exist. Yeah, no, there really is. It's, it's nice to have so many options. I mean, that's why I get really annoyed when I see fans saying, AW's not going to last. And like, you know, uh, hopefully this company goes out of business. Why the heck would you want that? It's Why? just weird tribalism. It's, it really it's, is. It's weird tribalism. You know, the wrestlers deserve to make a lot of money and have a lighter schedule and just have a good life. 
you know, especially and it, when you see like wrestlers between the different companies, like watching the other and and supporting. You know, that's their friends. They they all. Yeah. You know, it's it's just so funny. People are like, I won't watch WWE because AEW. Like, it's just come on. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I mean, like I said, you know, for me, WWE, it really was like I'm into this product, and I I just couldn't justify watching it morally anymore. And this right. was before AEW even existed. So, I mean. Yeah, but when it becomes all about like tribalism, you know, it, it's it's kind of ridiculous right. at that point. Um, but yeah, I just think that uh, you should want as many options as possible. Like to be frank, I think a third option that would be as big as AEW would be great. So that way, you know, you could have wrestlers that aren't really being used much in AEW go there. Like you know, you there's so much talent right now. And you look at AEW's roster, I mean, there are so many freaking wrestlers. It is crazy. And when someone leaves, like let's say Andrade, it doesn't really seem like a big deal because they have so many other, you know, guys and, you know, girls too, obviously, that can fill in. It's, you know, I mean, you look at the luchadors let's say in, in AEW have Ray Phoenix I mean unfortunately he is injured right now but when he comes back you know he'll uh he'll be wrestling regularly again but like you have him you have Bandito who will be back soon you have El Vikingo I mean he's not signed but we see him pretty regularly I mean I love Bandito I think he's excellent so for me Andrade it's just like oh well you know somebody else will get a spot now that's fine and that's kind of how it's been with some of these departures because it's so stacked. The you know the roster is humongous. Yeah. On that note, I think I think we should probably wrap it up. It's been an hour, so I want to thank Janine and Gina for joining. Um, boys, you got anything to say? Thank you no. for giving us the floor. That was awesome. That was awesome. It was that was really very, awesome. very was... feminist and amazing of you. That was a, that, <laughs> that was, was a great a that was a great podcast. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a lot of fun to listen to, and yeah, it was really fun. I also just want a quick shout out. Um, hopefully, it's working for everyone. There's we we have a new logo, a new graphic, um, new imagery for our podcast. So, um, Schuler Design did some really cool images for us. So, hopefully, you're seeing them on however you listen to podcasts because for they look really good. So thanks. We just want to shout him out and say thanks for that. Yes. Thank you. And don't forget, everybody, like, subscribe, share. Um, we're everywhere at Elite City Pod. Um, there's not much else to say. It's all been said. So you know what? Thank you. And until next week, later. Later.